Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 32. So what happens when you get sick or if you have surgery and you're recovering or say that you break a bone? Typically, people take time to heal. Now, what about when you give birth? What do you do to get your body back to where it's supposed to be? That's what we're talking about today with our guest, Adela Yelton. She is an expert on so many postpartum topics, specifically because she has grown up in so many cultures. Her mother has a lot of cultural traditions that she practiced on Adela when she gave birth to her first, second, and now she just had her third child. In fact, you'll hear in this episode that our two babes were due right around the same time. And I was actually expecting Adela to have hers before I did because her other babies came early. But this one, being baby number three and a boy, decided to throw her for a loop and she ended up having him a little bit after I had Lillian. So congratulations to Adela. And we are also going to be celebrating this postpartum time since it means so much to the both of us right now um, with a little giveaway, a little gift for you guys. I have created a little download and it is my top postpartum book recommendations. So if you want to sign up for my new email list that I'm super excited about and you'll be able to get updates and a newsletter and information about new blog posts and podcasts, um, head over to the website. That specific download will be in the show notes for this episode, which like I said, is episode 32. Now, before we get started with the actual interview, I do want to go ahead and thank our sponsor. Hatchet Home Midwife Carrie LaChapelle is a licensed CPM of 12 years offering home birth services in the upstate of South Carolina. She provides evidence-based prenatal care, mama-baby family-centered home birth care, including water birth, and mama-baby postpartum care from birth to six weeks and beyond. She also offers extras like beautiful bunku belly binding, which Adila will be discussing in this episode, and she carries a wide variety of wish garden tinctures in office. Carrie offers a free consultation to see if she's a good fit for your birth, so visit her at her website, hatchedathome.com, or you can check her out on Facebook at Hatched Midwife Carrie LaChapelle, L-A-C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E, or you can just get in touch with her directly at 864-907-6363. I do want to thank our reviewer of the week, and that is KTWLKS. She says, I love this podcast and the positive but real birth stories. It's so refreshing to find a tribe that believes in an alternative way of living, pregnancy, and birthing. These stories are magical and give me all the feels. Thank you so much. If you will email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sending you a Happy Home Birth Podcast sticker. If you guys will keep up those reviews, they mean so much to the show. They really help boost visibility in iTunes and all around. So thank you so much for participating in that. And 
please go ahead and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, post it onto your Instagram stories, tagging at happy home birth podcast, and I will post in my stories featuring you. Well, I am ready to jump into this interview and I know you guys are too. So just make sure that you check out the show notes at myhappyhomebirth.com. That is the website address and you'll be able to find all of the show notes and links there. And we'll be linking to Adila's information in those show notes as well. So let's go on over to the interview. Adila, thank you so much for coming on Happy Home Birth. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am so excited to hear all about the wonderful postpartum things that you have to tell us about. But before we get into all of that, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, of course. So hi, everybody. My name's Adila Yelton. I am a mother of two um, and a third on the way. My oldest is going to be four in July. And then my youngest is going to be two in July. And then I'm due like May, June ish. (laughs) Awesome. Um, but yeah, I live, I live here in Houston, Texas and I, uh, I'm a birth doula. I've been doing doula work for about three years now going on four. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. I started off in New York. Um, and then we moved back to Texas where I'm working here now. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome to be helping moms, you know, just like myself. Yes. It's the best. So I would love to hear about your background. Where did you grow up and what was the culture like surrounding birth? Yeah. So I grew up overseas. Um, my father was in the oil or is in the oil industry. He's still working, same company. Um, but we lived in Saudi Arabia. I was born there. My, my mother is actually from Singapore and my father met her in Singapore. And then when they got married, um, they started moving around. Uh, but my, my dad is American. He's, you know, white blue eyes. And my mother has like more of a, my great grandfather is from India. And then my grandmother is Thai and so there's like a big, like, you know, mix on my mom's oh, side yeah. of the family. Um, my dad's real interesting too. You know, he's got Scottish <laughs> heritage. <laughs> Very nice size. Heritage, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, growing up overseas, I lived in Saudi Arabia and then we moved to Indonesia in Jakarta and then in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia and then Singapore. And then we lived in Scotland for a little bit before moving back to Texas or I I guess before my dad moved back to Texas because he grew up in Texas. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. And, you know, birth, I really have strong Malay heritage from my mother's side. And, um, you know, so she really taught me everything I know, I guess, about not so much about birth, but like more about postpartum care. I mean, when she, when she heard that I wanted to do a a home birth, she was just like, what? My father Mm. actually was more very open to it because his brother's wife, my, um, my aunt had both her children as in a home birth setting, but on their boat because they sailed the world. (laughs) And so it was kind of like whatever dock they were at, he would, you know, she would give birth at. And uh, yeah, so that's, that was pretty cool. My dad was like more familiar with it and very open to it. Whereas my mother was very, you know, unsure and just wanted me to be in like 
good hands and making sure that my provider had like all the credentials and, you know, all that good stuff. But, um, when it came to postpartum, she was really, uh, you know, it was, it was almost like I was 12 again or 16, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, she was telling me what to do and making sure I'm listening with, you know, doing it all with, uh, no questions asked. And it wasn't until later that I really kind of dived into why do I feel so great postpartumly um, compared to a lot of my friends and family who don't. And so I really kind of went into that and kind of studied more about like why the Malay culture has these traditions and how they really do actually benefit the woman after birth. Yeah, that's so neat. So these were all uh, traditions that your mom used or that perhaps her family used with her after she gave birth to, to you too? Yes. Yeah. And actually what's pretty interesting is my, my, so my mom's mom died when she was six years old. So I never actually met my real grandmother. Um, and when my mother gave birth to me in Saudi Arabia, my grandfather flew and went and took care of my mother and did everything for her as like what she did for me. So that, I don't know, it was kind of, Nice that even, yeah, even the men in the culture understand the importance of the healing of the mother after birth. Oh yeah. That's, that's huge because I mean, you know, in, in our society, I feel like clearly even we as mothers aren't understanding the full importance of that postpartum period. So to have a a culture where it's like, oh yeah, this is what you do. Like this is a big deal. That's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it pretty, it really is. And, um, I really hope to, you know, I think I'm starting to connect more to mothers here in the U S and bring, uh, you know, a new philosophy to postpartum and how important that is. And I think we are as a nation too, you know, culturally we're starting to get there, you know, everyone's talking mm-hmm. more about midwifery, natural doulas, you know, um, breastfeeding lactation consultants, we're all kind of moving that way and listening more to each other and listening to our bodies, which I love. I agree. I agree. This is kind of a perfect time for, for you to be sharing because people are at a point where it's like, okay, what we've been doing, not super working out great. Like maybe we can be open to some new ideas and, and new ways of looking at that postpartum experience. Yeah, definitely. Well, so I'd love to hear how uh, how that influenced your own birthing and postpartum experience, how your mother's help, like what, what was that all like for you? Yeah. So with our firstborn, she was born in New York with, um, the, um, goodness, the name of their, their company or their title is slipping my mind. I think it's, well, you're pregnant. New York. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's it's a New York midwifery care, and um, our midwife with Carol Bues and um, Cheryl Laporte, and uh, so when I was pregnant, my mother was like, "Oh, I'm gonna come out, you know, a week before you give birth." Like she planned to come out, I guess, at like 39 weeks, because um, you know we all give birth at 40 weeks, right? <laughs> and, of course, uh, and that definitely didn't happen. I <laughs> gave birth actually right at like 37. 
Oh, and wow. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny because I really remember the night before it happened, kind of telling my body and telling my baby, like, I'm ready for you. I like everything's set up in our home for you. You know, we're all just like waiting on you pretty much, but we're ready on the outside. So come on out when you're ready. <laughs> and your baby um, was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It basically was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Um, and I, I just knew something was off the day before and it, it was actually on our, um, so I'm Muslim and we had our celebration of Eid, which is the holiday that happens after the month of Ramadan or the month of fasting. And I, my husband and I had just finished like morning prayer and he went down to the courtyard to like have a nice brunch with like everybody that was gathering down there. Um, and I just told myself, you know, I'm not feeling really good. Like I'm just going to lay down. And I figured, oh, it's just cause I got up really early for the prayer. And it wasn't until later that night that I was like, oh man, this something is weird. And I messaged my, my midwife telling her, Hey, I think this might be it. And she was so calm about it, that I think it kind of shocked me. <laughs> and of course, being like a first time mom and I wasn't a doula then, you know, now I'm always telling my mothers to try to go about their day in early labor, you know, um, try to keep things normal and, and simple and don't, don't do too much or don't think too much about it. But she pretty much yeah, told me like, great, you know, just uh, eat and go to sleep and I'm going to go to sleep too. And I'll call you in the morning. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it's funny because I always remember the movies. We, we somehow end up watching movies before I give birth. And that rarely <laughs> happens because my <laughs> husband falls asleep all the time during <laughs> movies. So we don't really watch movies a lot. Um, right. <laughs> so we were watching Interstellar. And, of course. Uh, yes. And um, so, yeah, things started to pick up at, let's see, I want to say two in the morning. And I kind of woke my husband up and I said, you know, this is this is the time. And we started calling everybody and people started coming in. Um, my doula came in from New Jersey, which I was really worried about, but she got there really fast because we lived in the city at the time. And then my midwife came in with her assistant and, you know, she kind of looked at me, she did one check and then she was like, okay, you know, I think you're, you're in a great spot. I'm going to head out. And I oh. was like, where are you going? What do you mean? She, she's to like, where? Oh. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go get like a cup of coffee downstairs. And you know, she's like, I think you're doing really well. And, and of course, again, like looking back now, I realized that I really did have my own rhythm and, you know, I notice that now in my work too, is when I see mothers in their rhythm, I kind of just let them be or, or go with that. You know, they lead the way. Right. Um, and I was really doing a lot of like hypnobirthing without noticing that I was doing that because I hadn't taken any hypnobirthing classes. And, uh, 30 minutes later I was pushing. Oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was at a six centimeter, I was at six centimeters and my doula was reminding me, she was being super positive and just reminding me like, you're going to meet your baby girl soon. You're doing great. You know, you're almost there. And then 30 minutes later I was pushing and, um, she came out, I did 30 minutes of pushing. So yeah. Okay. And I gave birth on the bed. And so of course my mother wasn't there. 
Right. And it was so funny because when we had told everyone, you know, today's the day, my mom was like, no, I don't think so. Like, it's just false labor. <laughs> I think she was kind of telling me to keep it together, Adila, before I get there. To like right. get there. <laughs> but, Do not uh, have this baby. Yeah, don't have this baby yet. And I had always pictured her being there for my birth, but I think it really worked out that way. Like, I think it was just meant to be that she wasn't in the room um, and that she would come at a later time, which, you know, that's another thing that I really appreciate about home birth is the intimacy, I suppose, of the environment that you create for yourself, you know, um, for us, I mean, at least for us, it was really nice just being my husband and I, the doula, the midwife and the assistant. And then when everybody left about like two to three hours later, it was just us. And we were in our home and hanging out in the bed, you know? taking it all in, didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, That's, Oh, that's the best feeling. Those, those first hours as a new family. Yeah, it was really special. And so I know that if my mother was there, it probably would have taken a little bit of that intimacy away, especially I think mostly for my husband. Um, you know, he really, he was the one who started crying first. (laughs) After she was born, he caught her and he cried and I looked at him and I said, then I started crying because after I gave birth, I was just like, oh, that that was such a long, like it was such a feat for me. It was, Mm -hmm. it was 12 hours of labor, which now being a birth doula, you know, I see mothers go way past that all the time. And I'm like, wow, these mothers are warriors because to me, I'm like, man, I only did 12 hours and these ladies are, you know, some of them are going past 24 Oh, it's all relative. You know, every, every experience is intense in its own way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, but my mother flew in. So I gave birth on a Saturday, um, Saturday at noon, and then she flew in on Monday morning. Mm. And, you know, as soon as she came in, she just kind of took on that mother, mother role for me and grandmother role as well. Like she really just, she came in, she, she was cleaning our apartment without asking, which I'm fine with, you know, who doesn't love someone to clean their home for them. Um, she was already like preparing food, you know, making sure I had boiled water, um, all this stuff, you know, helping me breastfeed, uh, which I really needed because, I had, you know, had a great latch, felt really good about nursing in the beginning. And then once my milk came in, it was like downhill, Mm. you know, and, and I always, you know, try to emphasize this to, to new moms as well, that that can happen. You know, you, you know, you feel great leaving the hospital or the birthing center or even at home uh, while everyone's there helping you. But then a couple of days later, it can get a little rocky or shaky. I, you know what? I've never made that connection. I, I have heard so many stories like that where it's like, I don't understand because I was doing so well. And then, and then something changed, but yeah, like when the milk comes in, that, thank you. That was good. Exactly. No, when the milk comes in and you know, your baby's like, whoa, this is a lot of milk coming out. I don't know how to take it. Or it can't keep up with like your milk coming in. And then you kind of, you know, you get sore or engorged. Um, all those things that were kind of happening to me and I felt like such a failure (laughs) because, uh, well, first I didn't really know anybody who was breastfeeding at the time, but, 
and 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 that's why I always also encourage my mothers to find those those groups of mommy meetups, you know, breastfeeding groups on Facebook. Social media is so great these days. I mean, you can just find connections to everybody all over the world. Um, And so to utilize that is a great tool to have. But I I really was feeling guilty that my, my baby girl wasn't like able to drink my milk. Like it was my fault and I was pumping and then feeding her through a bottle and she would just down the bottle, of course, you know, um, it's so much easier for a baby to drink out of a bottle than a breast. And, Mm. but my mom came in, she was like, you know, don't worry. Like, well, we're, we're going to keep at it. And, you know, just being positive, like you're doing good, like try this position, do it this way. And she was kind of like my own little postpartum doula. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, my midwife came that day too, to help me. And my doula came and, you know, everybody was just really positive and encouraging. And I think that's what helped me get through. And, um, you know, I was able to breastfeed my eldest for two years. Oh, amazing. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, I would have been able to do it without all of those women kind of surrounding me and encouraging me and helping me. Hey guys, let me jump in here really quickly. So you know that I'm postpartum, you know that I am super obsessed with fitness and healthy living. And I am so grateful to you guys for taking the time to listen to this podcast when you can be doing a number of other things. Hopefully some of you guys are even listening to this as you work out. So if you are postpartum like me, or maybe you're months, years postpartum, but you feel like you never got that abdominal strength back, you never cleaned up that diastasis recti from having your babies, you're just struggling, there is a postpartum or post-pregnancy workout that I am starting in just a few weeks, and I would love for you guys to get on board with me because I seriously cannot wait. Ashley Keller is the personal trainer and postpartum herself mama of three who's created this plan. She also has a free pregnancy plan, so if you're pregnant right now, you got to go check that out on her website. But if you're postpartum like me, then please consider joining me with this workout. I know that I'm going to be so excited to share my results with you and how things are going. It would be so much fun if some of you guys wanted to join me. And as a thank you for being such a loyal listener to this podcast, I have a $15 off promo code for you. If you would like to start up with me, it is homebirth15. And this is all going to be located at Ashley's website, glowbodypt.com. You will find her 12-week post-pregnancy plan there. You can purchase it there, and then you would just put in that that promo code, homebirth15. I've got a link to that in the show notes. It'll be in the emails that I'm sending out. So check that out there. I hope that you guys will join me. I cannot wait to show you my before and after results. But anyway, since we are on the topic of postpartum, I thought this would be a great time to start mentioning this. And we're actually going to be having Ashley on the podcast in just a few weeks. So you'll get to learn way more about it then. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. And let's jump on back into the interview. You're right. It's it's so important. I mean, just having, having other people as a reference, like, Oh no, this is fine. This is normal. It's okay. It's fine that you're, you're nervous about this, you know, kind of just even just to have someone to bounce ideas off of that's huge. And, and 
I kind of feel like sometimes I forget because I was in this birth community before I had my daughter, that that's not what everybody experiences coming home from the hospital. So, oh my gosh, the importance of that doula is unbelievable. Right. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And and I love, you know, coming into my client's home after birth, you know, within that first week when they get home to kind of see how they're doing and to let them cry and to say like, you know, it's okay. Like cry it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel so much better after you've cried instead of just holding it all bottled in. Oh yeah. Um, and that day three emotions, <laughs> like day three. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring, bring the peanut butter and the chocolate out for sure. Yeah. And do not read, Oh, what is the book that I read on day three? I was like, I will never do this. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. Do you know oh, that no. book? Uh-oh. Oh my gosh. Well, don't, don't read it on day three after this baby. I'll tell you that. <laughs> check it out later. I will. I will. That's so funny. Like sobbing um, in a rocking chair with my daughter. Like, yeah. And your husband's probably like looking over at you like, what's happening? <laughs> also, why are you sitting in the dark reading a book? There's something wrong with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so great. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So sorry, back to, back to your mom and, and your postpartum experience. Yeah. So my mother, you know, introduced me to all these things, making, making sure I was eating and drinking all room temperature or warm water, nothing cold. I mean, she she was so strict about that. And, um, you know, even if I wanted cereal, she would warm up my milk for me. Oh, Yeah. And, um, you know, not even smoothies. It was kind of all warm style smoothies, I suppose. And there she was really adamant about me being inside. So the, the Malay tradition is actually for the mother to pretty much stay indoors for 30 days. Okay. And it's, it's not like, um, you know, you're on lockdown, don't move, but it's more of a, you need to rest and not be going outside running errands and, you know, picking up groceries and all that stuff. You need to take 30 days to yourself after birth to rest, which I didn't really do. I mean, after, after like the fifth day (laughs) after birth, I was feeling really claustrophobic. Yeah. And I told my mom, I was like, no, we need to go to the park. Let's just like, it's three blocks down. We'll just go to the park. (laughs) Just for a minute, please. Yeah. Get some fresh air. And she, uh, she was really nervous about it. I mean, cause New York is uphill, you know, downhill. And she really was like, don't push the stroller and, mm-hmm. you know, be, you know, just take it easy when you're going up the hills and stuff like that. And, um, I had, uh, wraps around my stomach, which, you know, now is being introduced into the Western world, the bunku wrap. And a lot of moms are getting into this, and it's pretty much a support that goes from under your breast down um, midway to your hips or over your hips. And I had that on, and I think that, you know, that also really helped me. And and not only does that help with my posture, um, because, you know, you're breastfeeding, and it's so hard for us to remember to bring baby to your breast and not your oh, yeah. breast to baby. Right. You know, you're always kind of like hunching over and trying to get that 
that nipple in the right mm-hmm. way. Yep. Um, and so the wrap really reminded me, okay, like keep a straight posture. And, you know, so when I'm changing baby's diaper to also keep a straight posture and not be bending over. Cause a week after that, I mean, you're so sore and you're wondering why, um, you know, and it's, it's just because of all that bending down that you're doing, picking up baby and changing diapers and breastfeeding. So, the wrap really gave me um, support and it supports your abdominal muscles to heal. You know, we don't realize that after all this stretching, you know, and these hormones that help our uterus and our abdominal muscles stretch and our, even our pelvis. I mean, you think about your cervix, you open up 10 centimeters Mm -hmm. and you need to close 10 centimeters. And then, not only that, but you have a wound inside of your uterus that's like as big as a dinner plate. Placenta, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's a you, placenta-sized you know, wound. <laughs> it is, and and you don't we don't think about that so much because we don't see it, right? And so having the wraps support that area really helps with the healing and the blood circulation and getting rid of you know clots and water retention. So whenever I talk to moms too about that today, I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's not like, it's not so much like the, the body shape stuff you see, you want to be Kim Kardashian. (laughs) It's, you know, it's something supporting your body after a huge change. I mean, you just grew this child for nine months and now your body is loose and it's needing help healing. I mean, even after, you know, surgeries, they're usually binding your, you know, you have breast surgery or, um, a tummy tuck or, you know, even like you broke a bone in a cast, you know, there's a support system for it. Yes. Oh, that's, that just makes so much sense. And so, yeah, you want to do the same thing for your uterus and your digestive system shifted around after birth, you know, so you want to help all of that, um, and help yourself through the day. So I kept that on for two months. Oh, and I okay. Would, yeah, I, I would wear it every day, but I would take it off at night. So when did you start to wear it? Did you wait a few days after you had the baby or was it like, okay, baby's out, right, here I go? Yeah, I so I started the next day. Okay. But really, I mean, you should start because your body's starting to close up pretty much four hours after birth. Okay. So you should start straight away. But yeah, I waited the next day with my second born. I did it straight away. Okay. Um, and, and how was your healing? Like diastasis recti, I know that's a huge thing that is kind of coming up now and people are learning more about. Did you feel like your abdominal wall was able to close relatively easily with oh, after yeah, this? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and it's kind of hard to say though first time because most first time moms don't get that, um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, our muscles are still young and relatively healthy. Um, but you know, definitely I didn't have it with my first and I didn't have it with my second and I was really worried Great. with my second. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, second time around, everything's a little more loose or oh, you are telling me <laughs> so, it is different. <laughs> Third, third baby. And I'm like, Oh God, what's it going to be like? <laughs> Seriously. I like second has been, it's just so different. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, 
belly, you know, I was like eight weeks. I'm like, all right, bring on the maternity pants, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I still live in my, like I've lived in my maternity clothes since I gave birth, you know, it's always like breastfeeding and you know, you've got kids wiping boogers on you and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is just my new wardrobe. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, that's right. Oh, that's so neat. But yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing, too, is my mother had, she had actually hired a woman who lived in uh, New York to give me postpartum um, massages. Ooh. And so that's like a norm in Malaysia that and in Singapore. So Malaysia, it, Singapore used to be part of Malaysia. Okay. And um, they got their independence. It's similar to like Pakistan and India. But now Singapore is like half the half the population is Malay and the other half is Chinese. Okay. But my mother's side from Singapore derives from Malaysia, so they're what we call Singapore Malay. So Malaysia, though, you know, has the world's lowest postpartum depression percentage. I think it's like at three percent or something like that. You're kidding me. Yeah, and then Singapore runs in second. (laughs) So yeah. Um, and I really do believe that it's because of the care and, and everything that surrounds a mother after birth. Um, you know, the government even supplies mothers with massages and all these, these cares for 60 days after birth. And so my mom had a, a woman from Indonesia who is still kind of part of that Malay culture. Mm-hmm. Um, she came to my house three different times and would give me one hour postpartum massages. And then she would give the baby a massage and she taught me how to massage my baby. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh yeah. And Infant massage. yes. Right. And, and it's, I really saw the difference. I feel so bad because first baby, I did it all. You know, you just mm-hmm. go do everything. Second, right. Baby, that's your life. Like, yeah, exactly. Second baby, I was a little more relaxed. I didn't do the massage so much as I did with my first. And I felt really bad because later I remember my mother kind of looking at my second daughter being like, she kind of walks funny. Like, oh. I think, I think she's a little unbalanced there. <laughs> Sorry, like, mom. Oh my gosh, you're right. And I took her to the chiropractor. The chiropractor was like, "Oh yeah, it's just a little bit. You know, it's fine." She's like, "But you can do massages here and there to help." And I was like, "Oh my god, if I had only done massages when she was, you know, a newborn infant, she wouldn't have had this issue. It's my fault." Oh, <laughs> you were busy trying to keep her alive while yeah. taking care of a toddler. So exactly, <laughs> you That's did your best, so girl. True. That's so true. So yeah, this woman would come teach me how to massage my child. Um, She would then put uh, a paste on me, which is kind of something that is anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. It's got all these different herbs like turmeric and um, ginger, different things to help promote um, shrinkage of my uterus, Mm -hmm. of your uterus, and um, help promote the release of water retention to firm up everything to bring better circulation to my, um, uterus and all of that. So, and then each visit, she would do something different. She would give me an herbal bath. Uh, and then the next time she gave me like a body scrub. And then the next time she gave me like a hair scalp treatment. 
Oh. And it's all natural, all herbal, and very pampering. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she took care of that side while my mother took care of, like, my nutritional side. You know, okay. making sure I was, um, she would make broths for me, soups, um, all kinds of veggie-filled things that were easy for my stomach to digest. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I tell moms now is, you know, when we give birth, we enter a cold state in our body. So you want to try to reheat your body up and drinking cold water or eating cold things doesn't help that. I mean, you just lost all this, this fluid and you just lost all this blood. You know, your Mm -hmm. body is on kind of overdrive trying to recover from all of that and make up for all of the blood loss and the water, um, the fluid loss. And so you help your body by eating things that aren't too harsh, like don't eat a big steak. (laughs) That's a really heavy (laughs) meal. Um, you know, but maybe a beef stew is okay. Uh, you know, don't, don't go to McDonald's. I mean, I all know that we do it. I mean, I'm a big Chick-fil-A fan and that's like my go-to. I'm right. Like, all right, let's, let's all pack up in the car and go to Chick-fil-A. But, you know, it's really important to feed your body those things so that you can get better sooner and faster. And then, of course, everything you eat helps with your breast milk production. Right. Absolutely. So eating those, you know, high collagen, you know, high in nutrition, vitamins, um, things that reheat your body from the inside, like ginger tea, um, turmeric, you know, natural things that reheat are good for you. Oh, it and makes so, so much sense. Yeah. And so, so that's what my mom was really doing. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny because my husband would kind of made fun of her in the beginning about it. Like she's always like, Oh, your mom's always got like all like the, the different oils she's bringing in to give you, you know, <laughs> you know, the juju magic. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, you laugh, but it works, doesn't it? Right. Okay. But I'm a nice person. So you're welcome. <laughs> right. And, um, so yeah. And then I also had a kit that she brought from Malaysia. She specifically like bought it there in Singapore and brought it to me and it has teas, uh, tea in there for me to kind of re-strengthen my body, um, to help with like bowel movements, um, to help release like water inside of me and, uh, a, the, the paste for my stomach and, um, a feminine wash, which is another thing too, you know, we're now starting to see more of a norm in steaming yes. and vaginal steaming. And, and this also kind of, you know, you see it also though in the hospital where they'll give you like a sits bath kind mm-hmm. of container and say, Hey, you should do this. It's pretty good for you if you've got stitches. Right. Um, and yeah, it is. It's great for healing of stitches. It's great for healing the uterus after birth. It's, you know, great for, um, menstrual cycles, regulating cycles and getting rid of like harsh cramps and, you know, even infertility, we're seeing how beneficial it is. And so this was something similar to that where the feminine wash helped me with like discharge and itchiness or any swelling that might've come from giving birth or having stitches. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had that hanging out next to my toilet (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, um, 
you know, it was so funny because I was always trying to make sure the cats didn't drink out of it. <laughs> it was in like a big, my mom like boiled it in like a big pot, you know, and oh, yeah. stick it next to the toilet. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Don't care. You know, we have with the midwives that I worked with, we would make like, they would have the Perry bottles, which you get in the hospital. But usually I feel like in the hospital, they would just, you know, it's like, oh, fill it up with water. But we have this herbal tea that, that we would make, but it has like a whole bunch of sea salt in it and things like that. So it's like not something you would want to drink, even though it smells incredible. So we always had to be really careful, like to remind the husband, like, okay, this is in your refrigerator. You really don't want to drink this. Don't (laughs) drink it. That's so funny. It looks good. It smells good. Don't drink it. Don't. Uh, I tell my husband all the time, he's going to kill me when he hears this, if he hears this, um, the lactation cookies. I'm like, you know, he's always like, can I have some of these? I'm like, no, you can't. What are you talking about? It'll, it'll make, you know, your, your (laughs) breasts swell up or whatever. And that's how I keep them away from the cookie jar. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's really just oats. It's probably fine, but but no, you can't have it. No, no, it's not for you. Stay away. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah. And and oh, the other thing that I had was uh, a massage oil, and it's it's called like a heating recirculation kind of massage oil, which I still have. And so whenever I get go get massages, I usually ask the the therapist to use that on me, and um, it's like another thing that's great for you know your muscles to relax. Um, you know, it's got like things like clove in it. Um, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, all those like things that are great for the skin and anti-inflammatory, antioxidants, um, all those good things. That and, is so neat. I, yeah. I hope that we can like, if, that I can link to some of these things in the show notes, because this all sounds like stuff that I really want to try out. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. And, I, you know, I'm actually looking to right now, I'm in the process of getting these kits from Malaysia to these mothers here so that, you know, moms can buy it themselves and have it at home. Or, you know, I offered it in my, my own, our own packages. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely link to your information then. Cause that's, yeah. I know you are, a, you are clearly a wealth of knowledge. In this. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. And that, and that's basically kind of my healing process with the first, the first baby and coming back home, you know, hearing different friends talk about their postpartum life or even their birth is what really made me decide to be a doula because I felt like everybody was missing out and they, everybody needed more help because they didn't have that great experience that I, that I did. And so I decided to become a doula and that's what I am now. And so you're working mostly uh, as a birth doula right now, but then you do like a a visit postpartum as well. Correct. Yeah. So I work as a birth doula, um, but I, you know, will go visit the mom after she gives birth, um, and then you, I check in. Depending on how the mom's doing, I either check in by phone call a month after birth, mm-hmm. or I invite the mom out for lunch to kind of get her out of the oh. house if I feel like she's struggling more than others. Right. Um, so yeah, and but I'm starting to offer these postpartum care services such as binding 
and um, tummy pressing, abdominal massage, um, all that that good stuff. Oh, that's so interesting. What's can you tell me a little bit about the the tummy pressing? Yeah, so the tummy pressing is actually more from the Thai um, oh, okay. culture, and it's pretty much like chop up a bunch of herbs. You know, and again, it's all about reheating your body. So mm -hmm. this press is for, um, it's, it's all put inside a cloth and, uh, it's binded. And so it's like, it's like a pow. Does that make sense? A, uh, like, so it's like, so you have it all contained in something and right. then you're putting it on. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a circular, um, gosh, I kind of say like a Powell, like everyone knows what a Powell is. Um, that's like a South Asian food. <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I weird for not knowing this? I really don't no. know. No. <laughs> gosh. So unless, unless you always are going to like the Vietnamese stores and eating Asian food, you won't okay. know what a Powell is. <laughs> so, but it's basically, yeah, you know, uh, you chop up a bunch of different herbs, um, you put it together in a cloth and then you, you tie it up. And so it's like really firm and a little juicy. Um, but it's used to press on the, the abdominal muscles and the uterus. Um, and again, it's to, to help reheat your body the natural way to help things close, to help things circulate, to help air and water release from your, your cells and your muscle. Um, so you don't feel bloated, um, things like that. Uh, you can also like press on the arms. This is kind of like another form of relaxation and massage. Oh, that's so interesting. Now, so you're offering that now. What about, so after your second birth, did you do anything differently postpartum or did you just like say, okay, this worked for me perfectly last time. This is what I'm doing again. Uh, yeah, it was a lot different the second time because okay. I had moved to Texas. Both um, my in-laws and my parents live in the same city. And okay. so I totally thought like, oh my gosh, we have this beautiful home now. And my mother doesn't have to sleep on the couch like she was in New York and she can actually have her own bedroom and she's going to be with us. And my mom was like, I'm not going to stay here for two weeks. I'm going to go back to my own house. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean you're not going to be here? I have a bed for you. Yeah, come on. Like you have your own bathroom. <laughs> So she, uh, she it was very different and, um, I think I was kind of shocked by it too, you know, and I think a lot of moms can relate to the whole, like, oh, you're pregnant the first time and you feel like a queen or a princess. And then the second time around, everyone's like, oh, you got this. Like, you know what you're doing. Right. You know? Your toddler's like punching your belly. You're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, what kind of yeah. damage is this going to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't, you know, um, before it's still left that heavy box and now it's like, Hey, can't you help me out? Come on, lift that thing. <laughs> Set the crib up. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing all day? Oh my gosh. Exactly. <laughs> so my mom, she would just come in the mornings and she was still really adamant about me, you know, eating healthy and taking care of myself. Um, and right. so my youngest was still sleeping in the crib and so she didn't want me carrying her at all. And so she would come in the morning before she'd wake up so that she could pull her out of the crib. Oh, that's sweet. So I wasn't doing that. And then she would make us breakfast and then she'd make me lunch and then she head out. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
which I think kind of was good in the sense that it didn't so much interrupt our, um, our daily kind of schedule with my eldest daughter, because I felt like if there was too much interruption with the new baby and people always coming in and out, it just would have thrown her off more than it had already, you know, having a newborn in the house, having a sibling. Right. So, um, but no, I, I, you know, I had the kit, it was the same thing. And I found someone here in Houston to actually, who was also Indonesian and gave me the services that I had in, in New York. Um, so she would come to my home, give me my massage and my scrubs and everything. So that was really nice, but I think definitely, you know, with your second, I kind of went down a notch, you know, you're not, you're, Mm -hmm. you're so busy with the toddler and then the newborn and trying to figure it all out that, yeah, you do tend to slip a little bit on taking care of yourself. For sure. Um, so that, I think maybe my postpartum healing after my second took a little longer, but it wasn't so dramatically different. Good. So it was still, I mean, you still were using the same foundations. You still did yes. your belly binding and yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. How helpful. Yeah. Oh. And third time around though, I've really set myself up. I've, I've actually hired a postpartum doula. Oh, like, good for you. Yeah. I was like, I think I really need that extra help, you know, mm-hmm. besides just having my family and my husband's family come and help every once in a while, I really need someone to help focus on me. Cause a lot of times, you know, when family member come over, they kind of tend to just take care of the kids, which is great. Yes. And it's awesome. But mm-hmm. then sometimes as mothers, we also need that nudge of reminder to, Hey, you should go take a bath or, right. you know, let me cook for you this oh. healthy, good food, you know, that I know is nutritional for you and beneficial for your body and your milk production. I mean, I love it when, when family and friends bring you food, but it's not always the thing that your body needs. Right. Like, <laughs> so funny. I was thinking about, cause usually like at my church, there's a meal train that is set up and it's so sweet and so oh, helpful. That's nice. It, oh my gosh, like the, the group of people, it's just amazing. But part of me is like, okay, how extra is it if I'm like, <laughs> nutritious foods only, please? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> only whole organic stuff. Right. Thank like, you. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so funny. That's that's really great, though, that you're you're going to use a postpartum doula. You've, you totally understand the benefit of, of that help. Definitely, yeah. For sure. And, and it's funny cause she's actually, um, she's also a massage therapist. So I felt like I kind of, ah. <laughs> I kind of won that one there. Oh yeah. Cause now I can, I have her to give me my postpartum massages. And so this time around I have four postpartum massages set up. Um, and she also does the baby massage. Mm, um, perfect. so yeah, I think it's really important for us as moms to pamper ourselves after birth and not just the baby. Yep. You're so right. Yeah. It's because like you were saying at the very beginning, you know, it is a massive transition that we go through emotionally, of course, but just physically, it's a huge physical transition and Mm -hmm. we really need to respect that. Yeah. And I think if we, if we respect our body transition and the healing of our body, I think that really goes ties in with our mental healing and our mental health. 
you know, you feel good, you look good, you, you feel good internally as well. Um, and so I think that's where this starts with this, you know, Malaysia having the lowest rate of postpartum depression is it's, they really take the time to heal. And I think that's super important in our world in America, because, you know, we're all about the feminine movement, you know, women's rights and women can do everything. We can be mothers, we can be corporate workers, we can do it all. And yes, we, we can. Um, but you also need to remember, okay, I just gave birth to this, you know, eight pound child, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and my body needs to heal. And so even if we, you know, just have two weeks to heal before we get to back to work, I think it's really important to be strict on yourself and to pamper yourself to kind of go beyond what the norm is for your body to heal in those two weeks as fast and as good as it can before you're back into the the work world and being and then dealing with new challenges, right? Dealing mm-hmm. with being separated from your baby um, during the work days, pumping. A lot of moms pumping at work, you know, um, all the extra stress of work plus coming home to a baby. Sure. So you really yeah. need that boost of postpartum care. Right. Like maximizing whatever the time yeah. is that you have. Right. Exactly. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, Adila, do you have anything that you, else that you would like to cover? This has been so incredible. Yeah, no, I really appreciate, you know, us talking and you giving me the chance to, um, interview and talk about my traditional ways of postpartum life, but no, there's, I, I can't think of anything else to say other than, well, then, you know, I'm here in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and let's, I'm going to make sure that we link to you everything in the show notes. If you want to go ahead and give your Instagram account handle too, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So I, I'm on Instagram. It's Ibu Dula. So I B U and then D O U L A. Ibu actually means mother in Malay. And, uh, yeah, so I am, I'm on Instagram. I'm in Houston. I'm also working with the company Marley and Moo and you can also find them on Instagram, um, Marley and Moo maternity or MarleyMooMaternity.com. Um, so yeah, come check us out. Come say hi. Seriously. Her feed is beautiful and so interesting. You, you guys definitely need to check her out. Um, but Adila, thank you so much. It was such an honor to talk to you and hear all of the wisdom that you have. And I am definitely going to be staying in touch with you postpartum because I'm probably going to be messaging you like, Hey, what was that thing? I guess I would love you to please, please. My, my phone lines and my Instagram page, my messaging is always open to all of you mothers out there. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I know baby for you could be coming anytime, I guess, if you're right at 30, what you know, you're, you're when I am, right? 31. So yeah. So we've got a few more weeks, but you might be before me. (laughs) Oh man. I, yeah. Yeah. Cause my second actually came the same time. Like she came. Um, so my first and my second were had the same due dates, (laughs) something about that time of the year. (laughs) That's so neat. They were both, um, due the same day, but my daughter came, my eldest came on the 18th and then my second came on the 22nd. So they're just like four days apart. (laughs) That is so cute. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. Well, I'll be curious to hear how it goes this time. 
Yeah. Well, me too. (laughs) (laughs) The unknown. Exactly. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Kaylin. It was nice talking to you. Well, there you go, my friends. I hope that this interview gave you a lot to consider and think about when it comes to postpartum care and how we should really be taking care of ourselves, how we should really be providing our bodies with the nutrients and rest that they need after such an incredible feat of growing a new human and then bringing it forth to life. Like That is huge. So Be gentle with yourself. Make sure that you get as much help as you need postpartum. I know that I have been really working on that this time around. Hasn't been perfect, but uh, it's definitely been better than last time. Now, obviously, between when we did this interview in April and now, a number of things have changed. Adila has her baby. I have mine. And she also has launched her website that where where she is selling her postpartum kits from Malaysia. And if you want to check those out, that is going to be at ibudula.com. So that's ibudula.com, just like her Instagram handle. Please go look at that stuff, guys. It is really cool. I was checking out her website earlier today and I'm super impressed. She has a lot of stuff on there that would make an amazing baby shower gift. I also just want to thank all of the people that are in this community. I feel like I do this a lot now. I just like am so grateful, but really people like Adila, Adila, you have become one of my friends. I just love keeping up with you. I feel that way about all of my guests and all of the people that aren't guests, but still stay in touch and are friends with me on Instagram. It's such a great community and I love getting to connect with you all. So thank you guys once again. I hope you have an amazing week. I can't wait to talk to you next week.